Amen. It's so privileged to hear Sister Leah again. I want to say from the bottom of my heart, and also all our children say Happy Mother's Day. You've been all incredible, especially during the pandemic. You know, my breakfast, my coffee, you know, lunch and dinner. But most importantly, you believe in all of us. So thank you. We love you. Okay. And again, uh, it is a wonderful joy for me personally to see how she has grown to be a beautiful mother. Amen. I still remember the first time she cooked. You know, everything was all eggs. <laughs> but now, you know, she's grown. And again, the whole idea behind, you know, uh, what we want to bring across today is that, you know, it is a growing process. We don't become good mothers suddenly. You know, some of you are having newborn babies. You know, some of you have one, now you have two. The whole mixture is also different and it's a new thing in your life. And we want to encourage you, we will never arrive amen in this journey of life we are constantly learning and i had the wonderful privilege to grow with this wonderful lady she was my wife you know at the same time uh she she is the mother of my four children oh i'm sorry that some renovation that's taking place i don't know where they're coming from sorry we are doing this live from our home i don't know what's going on this sunday nobody should be drilling uh but we're going to do our very best. I'm going to go down and make some noise, you know. Uh, but again, uh, we are live here. So, so sorry if you hear anything. So we're going to do whatever we can to uh, manage this, okay. So I'm going to hand it over to my wife right now, you know, and hopefully she can deliver the word without any distraction. Here we go. Amen. Nevertheless, we're going to have a great Mother's Day service, all right. First of all, I want to wish every mother a happy Mother's Day. You know, it's amazing. We have survived almost one and a half year of worldwide pandemic and shutdown. You know, I'm sad that we have to once again celebrate this special day in a distance. But please know that the impact of this horrible virus will never lessen the impact that you moms have made in our families. In fact, it will only emphasize the importance of the role moms play in this present time. All I can say is that you have done well. Amen. Some of you have braved yourself through all these uncertainties to have your baby born. You attended pre-parenting classes via Zoom, you trusted your newborn with people whom you have never met in person. Some navigated an ever-changing school format with your kids. You became the teaching assistant, substitute teacher, after-school coordinator, all while continuing to work. Well done. Oh, talk about this. You and I figure out how to operate Zoom. Oh my me, this old auntie here is learning how to do Zoom and hundreds of other ways to communicate with people online. You console your teens when they learn their graduation wouldn't be what they had always thought. Oh yeah, that's the reality for now. And I have to console myself when I couldn't send my son Jesse off to the army on his enlistment day, like how we sent Jabez off. That was quite sad. And it didn't help that it rained that day. And then I became very moody, you know, I became very emo. It's like, oh, I have to say bye-bye to my son in such a way. I couldn't even go into Tekong. I couldn't even eat the food like how I did with Jabez. But you know what? We just got to figure out how to work this out in this new norm. And of course, you know, we kind of figure out how to go to work every day with your husband and your kids next to you at the kitchen table. And your relationship with your friends and colleagues have changed. And we have adapted to a new norm of how to care for our parents and grandparents. You know, we've learned way more than we ever wanted to know about face masks, toilet papers, and hand sanitizers. Well, talking about hand sanitizers, this year, Mother's Day's gift to you is a bottle of lemongrass hand sanitizer which you can see here that sadly we couldn't hand it out to you today, but we're going to hand it out to you the next time we gather at the multi-sites. You know, we try to put a lot of thoughts when we choose a Mother, Mother Day's gift. 
And this reminded me of these two little boys who bought their mom a wreath of flowers for Mother's Day. They were so excited to give it to her because they have saved up and they used their own money to pay for it. And mom had to hold back her laughter when she saw the ribbon that said, rest in peace. The older of the two boys explained, we thought it would be just perfect since you are always asking for a little peace and, and quiet so that you can rest. This is quite funny, isn't it? <laughs> 2021 may not be very different from 2020. People may have told you that you shouldn't be overwhelmed, anxious, and worried. Relax, just chill. But being a mom myself, it's hard not to feel overwhelmed, anxious, and worried. I know what overwhelm feels like, especially adjusting to a new norm at the start of the circuit breaker last April. It was like a madhouse at home, trying to juggle everything. Overwhelm? Wow, I talk about overwhelm. I know what that, that is like. Overwhelm is a common quality of these unstable times. Maybe you felt like Isaiah when he said, Lord, I am overwhelmed. Please come to my help. And for that, I want to entitle my message today, Overwhelm, but not overcome. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 to 9 says this, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Every Christian will have their down moments, but does not need to despair, mothers. You don't have to be despair. Depression need not occur because Paul was down, but he was not out. Paul's circumstances were very difficult. Just imagine the gospel being rejected. He faced afflictions, but stress could not cause depression. He believed the scriptures and obeyed in spite of his feelings. He didn't give up because he didn't give in to his feelings. You know, a lot of things can overwhelm us. Oh boy, talk about worry. That's almost one of our job description. <laughs> Grief, guilt, grudges, worry, responsibilities, and unforeseen circumstances can overwhelm us. I want to take a little time to talk about what to do when you're overwhelmed. Since it's Mother's Day, we want to look at the most famous mother ever, the mother of Jesus, Mary, and see how she handled difficult situations in overwhelming circumstances. Well, let's turn to the scripture in Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 30, and it tells us this, that God sent the angel Gabriel to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Wow, I, I, love, I love the greeting. It says, favored woman. But then, Mary, being confused and disturbed, is trying to think what the angel could mean. And I want you to take note of, of these two words, confused and disturbed. What could the angel, you know, like, what could the angel mean? And the angel said, don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. So when this happened to Mary, she was just a young teenager. In those days, marriage were arranged. So when she was engaged to be married to Joseph, he had probably been picked up for her. Okay, Joseph had been picked up for her. So just imagine an angel appear one day and say to this young girl, um, I know you've never been intimate with any man, but you are pregnant and inside of you is the Son of God. How would you react to that kind of news? Really, think about this. How would you react to that? Mary must be thinking, how in the world am I going to explain this one? 
Who in the world is going to believe me? Breaking the news to Joseph will be, uh, hey, uh, uh, Joseph, or oh, hey, hey, Joe, uh, guess what? Uh, I'm pregnant, uh, but it's not what you think. Can you imagine the look that's on Joseph's face when she say that? She had to think through the implications of this news the angel had told her. And Joseph is going to probably leave me. That's what probably she's thinking. And my parents are going to adopt me. The community is going to disgrace me and even stone me to death. My reputation is ruined and I may even lose my life. Wow. You know, Mary was so young to be dealing with this biggie. And the Bible was, the Bible was right, you know, when it stated that Mary was confused and disturbed. Rightly so. And I think that's a better word for this. It's called overwhelm. First, there's the fear of criticism. What's everybody's going to think of me? Then, there's the fear of the supernatural. Exactly how is this going to play out? Then there's the fear of inadequacy. I'm going to be the mother of the Son of God? Wow. <laughs> Last but not least, there's the fear of change. How is this going to change my life completely? So overwhelm is an understatement. Let me ask you this question. What do you do when you're overwhelmed? Well, you can do three things that Mary did. So as I'm speaking to you right now, I'm encouraging myself with these words. I don't care if you're overwhelmed by responsibilities, overwhelmed by expectation, whether it's yourself that you put it on yourself or from others. Whether you're overwhelmed by obligations, we all have certain expectation, obligation, and responsibilities. We can be overwhelmed by all this, but if we would do the same three things that Mary did when she got the overwhelming news, we have hope. Well, there's a little hint for you, okay? To do the three things that Mary did, what is that three things? Okay, little hint here. You do the exact opposite of what you feel like doing. You got that? The first thing I do is, number one, let go of my need to control the situation. Usually, the more out of control we feel, the more overwhelmed we feel, the more we redouble our efforts. We try to control it more, we hyper-control, we micromanage, we use force, we use willpower to try to make it work. It's human tendency. It's all right. Let's admit it. We do that all the time. I'm not sure, parents, you can relate to that. We do this with our kids as they start growing up and show their first example of independence. We say, we are not going to let that get off, out of control. So we're going to nip it in the bud right now. We're going to push it down. We're not going to let this get any bigger. We're going to control it right now. Well, <laughs> those parents who sat through my one to three Christian parenting would know what I meant when I say authoritarian parenting style. A lot of the stress in our lives is caused by this desire to micromanage everything, to control everything. But the backfire is this. Hear me out. The more you try, the harder you try to control the things that are uncontrollable in your life, the more overwhelmed you feel. The fact is that most of life is out of your control. And most of life, you can't figure out. You know, pastor always reminds us that in the middle of the word life are these two letters that form the word Eve. Life is iffy because you never know what holds for us tomorrow. God intentionally do not tell us certain things about life. Why? You know why? To make us rely on him, to depend on him. So there are some things you are just not ever going to figure out. You just have to let go of your need to control it. 
Well, since it's Mother's Day, let me ask you, how many of you who are parents have ever felt overwhelmed with the responsibility of parenting? I remember when our first baby, Adora, was born almost 28 years ago. I held that little bundle of joy and then she let out a scream and wouldn't stop screaming. I learned right there I couldn't control her. It dawned on me that she has a will on her own just like you and I do. So one of the most difficult things in life is learning to let go of your children as they grow up, even when they make unwise and painful choices. Amen? So let's get back to the passage. In Luke chapter 1, verse 34 and then 37, Mary asked the angel after she heard this big news, But how? But how can I have a baby? I am a virgin. The angel replied, Nothing is impossible with God. This is a typical reaction when we feel overwhelmed. Pay attention to the two words. But how? You know, the Singaporean way of saying this is, uh, how are? We ask the how are question. How in the world am I going to get it all done on time? How in the world am I going to make that payment? How in the world am I going to solve that problem? How, 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 how are? Mary did not doubt what God had said to the angel. She didn't doubt that it was going to happen. She was just puzzled. She didn't say, no way. She said, wow, but how? There's a difference between no way and wow, but how? Good question. But how? This isn't that a good question. We, you know, people are still asking that after 2,000 years later. We are still asking, how did that happen? The angel's response did not give a detailed explanation of how this is going to happen. He just says, is anything too hard for God? No, God can do anything. He can do everything. So it would be wise for us to just let go and let God. Amen. Let go and let God. Whatever that is bugging you in your life right now. And it's bugging you because you can't control it. You need to understand this. Although it's out of your control, but it's not out of God's control. When Mary understood this, she stopped worrying and she started trusting. She relaxed and her response was instant and simple. Her response to the angel is in verse 38, and it says this, I'm the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. I like the King James Version where he said this beautifully, and he said, Be it unto me according to thy word. And that's the secret of peace. Mary says, I yield to God, I surrender to his will, and that's faith. She's saying, God, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I trust you to do it. So let's admit, let's admit this. It's easier said than done because all, all this, we have the, all this innate desire to control everything around us, and it's hard. It's hard. Because we think that we can make it better if we can have control. But the truth is this. If we have control over everything, then where is God in the picture? Where is God in the picture? Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6 says this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. And that's one of the most important lessons in life, is that I don't have to figure out everything. 
God's plan for your life is often bigger than your plan because God has a bigger perspective. All Mary and Joseph wanted to do was to get married, settle down, have a few children, buy a decent house, and put some food on the table. Just have a happy, little, comfortable life. That's a reasonable plan for most of us. But God's plan was much bigger. I want to bless the whole world through you. You see, God is not just interested in blessing you, but He wants to use you as a channel of blessing. Oh, yes. Now, let's get down where the rubber meets the road. God's plan is often more painful. And sometimes it's hard. It's difficult. Often, it doesn't make sense. It certainly didn't make sense to Mary. The plan that God had met for Mary was much more difficult and harder than the one she had. Can you imagine the difficulty of facing the gossip that she did as an unmarried mother who claimed that God was the father of the child? Then, when she was heavily pregnant, she had to travel on a donkey a long journey to Bethlehem the day before her delivery. Would anyone of you mothers like to confirm that that would probably be hard? Maybe Rachel, you could answer that question. You know, Rachel recently just delivered her baby. Congratulations, Rachel. And I think that, I think that Rachel could feel for her, especially Rachel was one week overdue, and then the weight is putting a toll on the body. Wow. So you can imagine what Mary was going through. And on top of that, Mary was going to deliver her, fir her first baby without a midwife to help, without hospital or doctor. In fact, it was going to be in a stable with animals surrounding her. That would be hard. And I'm sure Mary must have thought, why? Why, God? Why does it have to be this hard? I have asked the same questions, and I'm so glad, I'm so glad that I've stayed surrender to His plan. Nothing in your life is an accident. There is purpose behind every problem. It doesn't, su it doesn't surprise God at all. Never, it never surprised God. He takes the bad, and then He brings the good out of it. He's the expert on doing that. When you trust that God's plan for your life is always better, then you can relax and stop feeling overwhelmed. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8 to 9 says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Oh boy, I just love that scripture. God looks at your life from an eternal perspective. He looks at it at an eternal perspective. We look at temporal, but God looks at eternity. God is not limited to time. And God will always sacrifice short-term comfort in your life in order to gain long-term glory in your life. God will sacrifice short-term comfort in order to build character in your life that's going to bless you eternally. Remember, God is not interested in making you happy all the time. He is interested in preparing you for eternity. That is why being in a state of overwhelm can hopefully bring you to your knees saying, God, I'm going to have to depend on you. And God says, and that's exactly where I want you to be. Well, the second thing you need to do when you feel overwhelmed is what Mary did. You got the first point? That's good. Now let's move on to the second point. Let others 
helped me out. I let go of control, and then I begin to let other people help me out. Again, this is the opposite of what we tend to do. When people tend to get overwhelmed, they start withdrawing from relationships. They start pulling back. They isolate themselves. They say, leave me alone. I don't want to be near to anybody. They backed away from the very thing they need the most in a crisis. The need for other people to help them out. And this is what Mary did. Let's look in verse 39. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. Elizabeth was the cousin of Mary. But that's not important. What is important is what Elizabeth was. First, she was a godly woman. Her husband was a priest. And being a spiritual woman, she could pray for Mary. Second, she was an older woman. An elder woman had a lot more life experiences and she could give wise counsel to Mary. And then third, she was also pregnant. In fact, Elizabeth was pregnant with her own miracle pregnancy six months before Mary. She and her husband had been childless all throughout life. And right at the end, God made her pregnant through her husband and she was carrying Jesus' cousin. John the Baptist, who saw later on in life, became the forerunner of the ministry of Jesus. So here's the point. When you're overwhelmed, you need to find an Elizabeth in your life. Here's what you need to look for, all right? You need to look for a strong believer who can be your spiritual partner, your mentor who can guide you through life. Two, probably somebody a little older than you, they will have a little bit more of life experiences than you had. They don't have to be perfect because if you're looking for someone perfect, you're not going to find anybody. But just somebody that is just a little bit further ahead of you in the season that you're in. Everybody needs a partner like that. Oh boy, yes, we need them. Guy would need a guy partner and a woman would need a woman partner. The Bible says this in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 to 10. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. This is why you need to join a church family and ideally join a care group. It's not enough just to attend a church service and hear some Bible teaching. We all need to get connected. And the way to get connected is to get involved in a care group. And you need to do this before the crisis happens. And we're all going to face many adversities in life. Why not get connected before all this happens so that the support system is in place? You know, if you claim to be a disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ, then you should belong to the body of Christ. Alone, you're not the church. But we are the church. The Bible says this, that share each other's troubles and problems so to obey our Lord's command. You know, Jesus gave us the two greatest commandments that say, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You know, when you share your problem with them and they share their problems with you, you are loving your neighbor as yourself. You are not meant to go through life on your own. Realize the importance of people around you and you need to develop those relationships now. Amen? So there's a third thing you need to do. And that's what Mary did when she was overwhelmed. We let go of control. 
and then we let other people help you. And last but not least, point number three, you let God give you the strength. Some of you know that God will give you, give you your strength. And it's not just your strength, but God will give you His strength. But sometimes we, we just won't let Him. Oh yeah, we won't let Him. We are head strong. We want to carry this on our own. You know, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, To cast all your care upon Him. For he cares for you. You know, I remember Bishop Wright told us that casting means to literally throw or hurl that so far that you cannot take it back from him. Oh, yeah. Many times we are so quick in taking back what we have given him. And that is why a double-minded person is unstable in all his ways and should not receive anything from the Lord. Because one moment they cast it and the next moment they take it back. You know, I can't blame the Lord for saying this. Until you make up your mind, I'm going to make my move. Because God is not interested in dancing cha-cha with you. <laughs> there are over 7,000 promises in the Bible. There are hundreds of them where God say, I will help you if you let me. The young Mary was not blown away by overwhelming circumstances as she was a woman of the word. She knew how to claim the promises of God. The Bible says this in verse 45, talking about Mary that she is blessed for believing that the Lord will keep his promise to her. She was calm and composed because she had the promises of God in her heart and that gave her strength. We too need to plug in to the promises of God. And one of the great promises you want to hold on to when you are overwhelmed is this. In Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 says, Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious hand, right hand. And in Isaiah 40, 29 verse 31, also read this, and I'm glad that Elvin used that in his worship. The Lord gives strength to those who are tired. He gives more power to those who are weak. Even boys become tired and need rest. Even young men trip and fall. But the people who trust the Lord will become strong again. They will be able to rise up as an eagle in the sky. They will run without needing rest. They will walk without becoming tired. Our God wants you, wants to give you the strength to do all that you need to do. So when your strength is failing, and there's nobody around to give you a break. Rely on our all-powerful God who will give you the strength to carry on. And that's the reason why he chose to fill us with his Holy Spirit because that's where the power of his strength comes. When you feel like you cannot carry on any longer, that supernatural power is in you. And that's through the power of the Holy Spirit. So, where, where did Mary get that strength from? She got it from God. She got it from God. And you will get it too by doing the same thing that Mary did in the chapter that we just read. So where do you find strength when you're overwhelmed? First, you find it by praising God for His goodness. There is enormous power in praise. Because if you read the rest of that chapter, Mary wrote a song to God to praise Him. Go read it. From her quotes, we know that she was intimately acquainted with the Old Testament. She knew the Word of God and could share what God has done for her. 
Why is that important? Because it is important to read, study, memorize, and meditate on the Bible verses, especially when you are in a state of overwhelm, when you don't know what voice to hear, when you're confused, and that's when you can be anchored in the promises of God if you are acquainted with the Word of God. Because this book will help you sort out what's really important in life. And Mary knew how to get that. The reason we get overwhelmed in life is because we treat everything we have to do as equal importance. And it is not. You got a list of things to do and some of them are important and some of them are not so important. For example, spend time with God, spend time with family and friends. Oh, do house chores. House chores will never end. When you thought you finished, something would come up. So house chores never end. Cooking, cleaning, washing, Go Facebook, play Shopee games, online shopping. The list can go on. But those are not of all of equal importance, right? They are not at all of equal importance. What happens is when you look at all that you need to do and you look at all your wants and you start thinking, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed because you want to do everything that's on your list. Most of what we do isn't going to matter much in eternity, really. So knowing the Bible helps you clarify your values, solidify your priorities, and discover what's important to make life simpler. Well, I guess I've touched all my three points and three important points for you to take away today. Hopefully, you can remember that. Think it through, reflect. So in conclusion, I want to encourage all our mothers who are facing something that seems so overwhelming. I don't know what you're going through right now. We all have very different journey that we are walking but if you're facing something that, is, that seems so overwhelming, I want you to know that God is with you. And you need to trust that He knows best. And He can be depended on. You may be overwhelmed by fatigue. You are really tired mentally and physically. You may be overwhelmed by loneliness. Oh, some of you are going through the empty nest syndrome already. You know, especially those grandparents. My time will come, hopefully pretty soon. No, I don't want the empty nest. I don't think I would have the empty nest. But I look forward to my grandchildren. So some of you may be overwhelmed by loneliness, and there's an ache that's inside your heart only God knows. Regardless, regardless, take those steps that Mary did. Let go of control. Let people help you and let God give you his strength. If you will do these three things, you will find yourself developing the attitude of Micah. You know, Micah was an Old Testament prophet and he recorded a period of despair. And then chapter 7, verse 6, seems to suggest how a family unit seems to be falling apart when it says, for the son despised his father. The daughter defiles her mother. The daughter-in-law defiles her mother-in-law. Your enemies are right in your own household. Oh, wow. And sometimes, you know, as a mother, we feel like a failure when we look at our house and look at our homes. And, and it's like our family is falling apart. I'm a failure. But I want you to take note in verse 7, we see that Micah turns his eyes from despair 
to hope in God when he says, As for me, I look to the Lord for help. I wait confidently for God to save me. And my God will certainly hear me. Oh Lord, this is our heart cry today. Father, you know the hearts of every mother today. They want the best for their family. They want the family to be together. That's the heart of every mother. I know that. I know that. Because the love of the mother is great. So I don't want you to feel overwhelmed today. Because in Psalms chapter 61, verse 2 and 3 says this, I cry to you for help when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the towering rock of safety, for you are my refuge, a fortress where my enemies cannot reach me. When you feel that your world is falling apart and your family is not all together, things are not working out the way you want to, Look to the Lord for help and wait confidently for God to save you. For He certainly has heard your cry. So let's take a moment to pray right now. It's a simple message today. But I pray that you take those words and you keep it in your heart. And you meditate on those words, those words that we have claimed, those words that we say that God is true. Father, I pray for our mothers who feel overwhelmed today. They are overwhelmed with responsibilities. They are overwhelmed with time demands. They are overwhelmed with deadlines. They are weighed down by worries. They are plagued by problems. Oh Lord, you know what they are going through right now. Help them to experience new strength and new virtue in you, God. I pray that you pour, you pour out all that they need today, oh God. And fill them full today, God. So instead of feeling overwhelmed, God, they will feel overflow because of what you have given to them today. Lord, I pray you touch our mothers today, God. Lord, you teach us what it means to let go and let you. God, let it not be just a nice word to say, God, but Lord, let it be a word that we sincerely seek after. To let go and let you, God. Lord Jesus, we need you. We ask you to take charge of our lives. Forgive us for all the times that we have used our own strength rather than your strength to solve our problems. God, help us to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit that you have given to us, God. To walk in the Spirit, God. To move, God, as you have prompted our hearts to do so, Lord. God, I pray, help us be sensitive, Lord, to the leading of the Holy Spirit, God. Jesus, I pray, I pray, God, that, Lord, you truly take our burden, oh God. Take our burden, God. We exchange it for your burden, God. Lord Jesus, I pray that you will also help us let go of our pride and allow other people to help us, Lord. God, I pray that you will help us connect to our spiritual family so that I can receive the support that I need. And then I, in return, can give back to others, Lord. Grant us the understanding of the power of praising you even, even before we see the results of our prayer, God, teach us to praise you, Lord, in the midst of our trouble. God, teach us, God, to keep our eyes on you and not be distracted, Lord. God, I pray that you will help us, God, keep your promises in our hearts. Because when we feel overwhelmed, God, I can stand upon your word and say, I will not give in to those feelings of overwhelm, but I'm going to give in to you, Lord, and I'm going to take time to rest in your presence. I will refuse to let it overcome me 
Instead, I will become overcomer by the grace of God. Father, we claim all your promises that you may bless us and protect us, that you may smile upon us as we have sang today, as we worship today, that you may be gracious to us and to our children and to our children's children. God, grant us favor as you have granted Mary the favor and give us your peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you all, mothers. I hope that you will enjoy a wonderful Mother's Day today. God bless you all. Amen. What a wonderful word. Again, you know, uh, just kind of help it, you know. Uh, I thought it was ironic that we have a word picture that someone is doing renovation in just next door and we couldn't get out because there's a green screen behind us, <laughs> you know. And uh, uh, But life is like constantly, you know, we are going through renovations after renovations and sometimes you have no control. And one of the things that I've learned to I, I accept that I'm not in control. Mm-hmm. I accept there are some things that I cannot change. Yeah. You know, and I need to learn how to surrender. And surrender is a powerful word. It's not a, uh, as Christians, surrender is such a powerful word. And, 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 and as I surrender, I'm surrendering to someone who loves me, someone who cares. I'm not just surrendering in despair. I'm surrendering because the one God that I can count on is always there. And he says in his word, he will never leave us nor forsake us. So I accept the fact that I can have no power over things that I, I cannot change. And, and I accept the fact that I'm weak. I accept the fact that I am limited as an individual. And that's, that sometimes can be kind of painful. You know, but, but most importantly, here comes the next phase that I want to remind you again. This is not the end of the story. Amen. The scripture says we know all things. It did not say we guess all things. It says we know all things work together. Amen. And everything is working out. Even though we can hear all these strange voices, sounds like like, but but we know we're gonna have a great service. We know that God Amen. is with us. Amen. Amen. That that God is doing a work when we cannot see it. God is moving. Amen. And then the next thing that I want you to do is this. You know, you take care of yourself. (laughs) How you take care of yourself? You need to allow someone in to take care of you. You need to be be a place of vulnerability and say, I need help. You know, know, we can't read your mind. (laughs) You need to let someone in. (laughs) Amen. And and, and we can pray for you. We can support you in any ways that, that, you know, you, you cannot be a one. Man, show God is with us and you got to receive His love. How do you do that? Go to the house of the Lord. Amen. Get involved. Like David, when his son died, he went to the house to worship the Lord because in His presence, He clarifies, He calms us. Amen. In His presence, He is touching us. Amen. So today, before we end, amen, I want to lead you into His presence. God is ever ready to love you, to support you, to comfort you. Amen. And then you get productive and you continue to not give up on this thing called love. Amen. Because you know what? This is not the end of the story, Sister Huya. This is not the end of the story. And like us, we are not a perfect family, but we got a God that will never leave us nor forsake us. And we are moving forward constantly. Amen. Because you know why? The scripture says that in this life, we will have tribulations and tribulations will produce perseverance and perseverance, character and character, hope. And guess what? I love this part. Hope never disappoints. There is an appointment. There's an open door. If you continue to persevere and I want to encourage all all moms. Amen. If if your mom is next by you or your wife next, we're going to pray for them. Father, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you. God, for all moms. I thank you, God. God, for my wife here. God, that she's constantly, God. Lord, at the feet of Jesus, God. Lord, I pray, God, 
that your hands will be upon them. Lord, I pray, God, for all moms who's feeling defeated right now. God, that you will never leave them nor forsake us. Lord, it's been a while. Lord, help them persevere, God, in your presence. God, I pray. Lord, let them feel your presence as we call upon you right now. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. You will make me lie down in green pastures. So, Father, right now, make every mom lie down in green pastures, God, right now, so they can drink of still water. Yes, God, and yeah, though we walk in a valley of shadow of death, it's a shadow, God, and we are walking towards you. I will feel no evil, for you are with us. Yes, God. Hallelujah, Jesus, and surely goodness and mercy shall follow us. All the days of our lives. So, Lord, again, God, I pray, bless all our moms right now. Let them feel the love of Jesus. Let us show our appreciation, oh God, Lord, to all our moms today, God. Bless them, oh God. Bless them. Let us not take this office for granted. But, God, let us, Lord, continue to give you honor and praise. And by honoring them today and not just only today, Lord, that we will be mindful, God, of all the little things that they are doing. And God, that we will honor them on a day-to-day basis. In Jesus' name, we pray. And all God's people say, Amen. 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 Again, you know, a happy Mother's Day, you know, to... All our mothers, we love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being, uh, for leading your family, for being an example. Amen. Again, uh, you know, uh, take your mom out. Have a great time. You know, and we look forward to meeting every one of you real soon. You know, hopefully next week things will get better. You know, and then we can come together as a multi-site and we actually found a nice place together, but because of phase two, we're not sure how we're going to navigate this. But nevertheless, we've been praying for you. Amen. Can I bless you today? Can can you just leave your hands everywhere? You know, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, yes. God, that you will bless every home today. Yes, God. Bless them with your love. Yes, Lord. Lord, may your... May, may, may you smile over them. May, may, may your face shine upon them, Father, right now in the name of Jesus. May grace, God, be multiplied, God, in their homes. May peace and love flourish, Father, right now in the name of Jesus. We come against anything, God, that will hinder, God, what you want to do today. So, Lord, I pray, God, that you will bring the family together. Lord, as this is a good excuse, God, for us, God, to come together to worship you to exalt you, Father. So, Lord, bless every household. Bless the head of the household. Bless God. Lord, our wives, bless the children. Make them ever strong. Make them know that they may come to know, Lord, the love of Jesus Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, we commit them into your hands. In Jesus' name. Amen. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. Amen. God bless every one of you. Amen.